listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. I feel like I fit I fit right in, you know what I'm saying, with my defense, my versatility, with me being able to play the five, me being able to play the four. Overall, playing hard and just my, my, my will to win will. No, that's a fact. That's a fact. We got yeah, a lot of young talent, um, a lot of guys that's wanting to be a great team. We all got the mentality to do it, so yeah, it's going to happen sooner than later. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. What is going on, everyone? You are listening to The Summit, State of Mind, the podcast of Dream Shakes and Step Backs, and everything Houston Rockets presented to you by the Apollo Podcast Network. I am your host, your commissioner, Kenny, and with me, as always, is my brother, my tag team partner, the GM, Justin. Follow all of us on all social media platforms at JP underscore Mirabueno, at Summit Commission, at Summit SOM Pod, and at Apollo NBA, and at Apollo HOU. GM, for the second time this year, for the first time in a few years we can finally say this once again we are going streaking we're going streaking ladies and gentlemen for the second time in a same season we're going streaking what maybe this will be the beginning of a seven gamer just like uh last year yeah i clearly would not believe that that would be the case uh we are already struggling enough as it is and we are gonna go into depth further on like I guess the the interwoven stories that are happening as we speak right now, there's so much stories that are garnered within this Rockets while they're playing better, and there's reasons and facets as to why they're doing better, and there's a belief that that could coincide with certain players that are out. But first and foremost, GM, I, I you know I, I popped too early. I wanted to check in on you, see how you're doing tonight. Dude, everything's good, man. The Rockets won last night. I was two points off of my Rockets winning score. I predicted 114. They scored 112. Uh, we gave up less points than we thought. I predicted 123, 115, so I was, I was a little yeah, off. I predicted 114, 110. So I was six points total off, which is intense. But did you know that Tari Eason was going to score... Yeah. No. 20 points and, and garner 12 offensive boards in a game. Yeah, that's kind no of... No one had that on that, their bingo that's card. That's crazy. No one had that on yeah, their no bingo card. Yeah, no one had that on their but bingo card. But I mean, you know, it's just, it's just a testament to his hustle. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and they're just... They're, they're, they're playing so well, and we're so proud of them. We're so happy for them. But yeah, and checking in on you, you're doing good. I'm doing good as well. The Houston Rockets are absolutely positively streaking right now. And that is just a testament of just how good this team has been lately. Just the return of to form of some sort in terms of their defense that we are going to go into right now. But GM, we have to recap the game in a proper manner. What we've been doing as of late, it seems to be working. You know, of the last five games, we won the last three. And we've, you know, the last two wins prior, we've done our recap. I guess the Rockets like our recap. I think they do. I think I the think city of like Houston our, is asking for it. They, the city of Houston needs it. They need the recaps, the bro caps. They're yearning. We're yearning for the bro caps one time. I'm going to call it the bro caps. Call it the bro caps. <laughs> Summit caps. Uh. No, that's, that's not good. Summit no. caps? I tried, I tried. Summit caps. It, it can't be three it's syllables. Keep it two. Two syllables. Okay. Bro caps. Touche. 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 Some caps. Some Jeez. caps. I don't know what to call it. <laughs> Stop capping. The name. Oh, that's too easy. I wasn't going to say it. 
It, it's patent pending right as of right now. There once we once we patent it, that that bitch is ours, guys. I'm just telling y'all right now. There so the GM does have it uh, ready. You are the one that is going to do it, good sir. You're going to handle it, right? It's all money. I expect it nothing. It is all moi. It is all moi. Moi. Please You're... read my memoir. All right. <laughs> I will not read your memoir, but I do want you to. Get, I want you to give the, the the promo one time for the people. GM, break it down one time. Spin it. OKC comes to H-Town looking for vengeance. Bad news, Thunder fans, because the Rockets won again. Four straight, give me the four horsemen, E.G., Alp, Tari, and K.J., baby. You know, Tari Eason came out on fire, scored 20 points, had 13 rebounds. 12 of those were offensive and had two blocks and three steals. All this in 19 minutes. That's shorter than a sitcom, Kamish. Alp had himself another double-double while KJ added 18 points up the way. This Alp and KJ tag team. Do they need a name? Can you get it? Anyways, EG decided to resurrect old EG and lead the team in scoring with 25 points. My man is showcasing to the Immortals because these performances are his WrestleMania. The question is, will he get his payoff? So the Rockets won, 112-106, and they almost predicted the score correctly. How about them apples, Kenny? Them apples were quite wonderful, GM. Oh, my God. It's showcase of the Immortals. How long did it take you to come up with that? I mean, you saw me write the summary in a minute. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, hey, you got the recap? And he was like, yeah, I got the recap. And I was like, fantastic. I'm writing it right now. <laughs> he was like, I'm literally going to write it right now. I was like, great, fantastic. I have to go use the bathroom. I'll see you in a minute. So he got it, got it done. Really, <laughs> That was a great. Wow. He continues to he continues to amaze me. You know, like I said, I'll pop for all of his stuff. I just ask for the same in return. I get I get no pops. Come on, man. I, mean, I get my no man. pops. I get the Baron Corbin pop. I get the no, you, know, you don't, you I get don't the even get happy pop. Corbin. You get you sad. You, you get, get sad Corbin. You get pop. depressed Corbin, man. Can't even rub two <laughs> nickels together, Corbin. My God, give me something, my, my man guy. Lost it all in the game of poker. Can't even sell an F five for God's sakes. Goodness gracious, jeez Louise. But GM. Great recap as always. Look, the Rockets won again. You know, you you gave like a really great recap, but let's go ahead and just start breaking the game down in a proper form. And first and foremost, I want to give it up for the player of the game, a man who at the beginning, honestly, in the genesis of this season, I was not super high on him. And 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 you can go back and check the receipts, and I'm not afraid to admit that. I'm I'm a man at the end of the day, and I'll admit when I feel like uh my opinions were in the wrong to a degree. Um but in terms of changing my mind on a certain player, no player has, I guess, made me change my mind more than that of a KJ Martin, who, in my opinion, was the player of the game. Everyone's going to pick Tari Eason. But for me, it's, it's got to be KJ Martin. He was just, he was so good for the team. He just was everything. He performed on both aspects of the floor. You couldn't ask for anything more in terms of the way that he had performed for the team. 18 points, 4 assists, 7 rebounds. The man, like, he absolutely did it all, GM. I, I just want to, you know, get your opinion, first and foremost, on a KJ Martin. You know, he's, he's filling in this role. He knew he wasn't going to start on this team to start the season. Hasn't really started very many games this season, despite multiple injuries of multiple players. Even though he hasn't gotten really all of the starts, the man has proven that he is a uh, he's a commodity in today's NBA, especially in today's NBA in the way that it's ran. And this was just a shining beacon and another shining moment in an otherwise um, great season for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's been a lot of improvements in terms of his play. I mean, no one cuts better than the basket than KJ Martin. 
I mean, we we love seeing all of his highlight dunks, but the best parts of his game are the game parts of the games is where he's off the ball. His movement, um, where he knows where to find space in terms of either getting the three or cutting, you know, back door for an easy dunk. He's always very aware of everything that's going on. Um, he's just a great complimentary player in terms of like someone that can thrive with a point guard, a la James Harden, maybe, you know, uh, Luka Doncic, you know, like those type of guys. He would thrive so well in that type of atmosphere. I mean, but, he's still and he's still thriving now. That's the I think yeah, that's yeah. the crazy thing about all. I this, mean, like he's in thriving the sense now. of like for a winning team. Yeah. I mean, he has so many skills that teams value in terms of a wing, and he's really showcasing that as well. And if teams are really interested in terms of trading for KJ Martin, I'm really curious to see what the offers that Stone is receiving. Granted, we don't want to trade him, but at the same time, like I don't want to trade him. Some people are just like trade him. Trade Jay Sean, pick one or the other. Like, no, 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 no. Keep both. No, you don't need it. Yeah, Keep you don't both. need you don't need to trade either. Or unless unless I don't know, what's below a godfather offer? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's certainly <laughs> you know possible, what I mean? Like you're not I'm not a godfather offer for a J- KJ Martin. You're well, only the, a, a superstar well, would get a I mean, godfather the, the offer. The thing about KJ is that he's a second round pick, getting paid very minimal money, and he has another year on his contract after this year. So I mean, the way that he is playing and producing with the Rockets. Uh, the possibilities of him with a winning team, that's definitely something that winning teams are monitoring. Oh, they're now. licking their chops, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I do want to give flowers to KJ Martin also on the fact that since he's come up in the NBA, he's been an absolute Iron Man. Like, I just want to give him his flowers one time. I did look up his, his stats from the past few years. And look, last season, he played 79 of the 82. He only missed three games last year. He's played every single game this season, all 51 games for the Rockets, averaging the best uh, average of his entire career. He's averaging 11 and 5 right now, 11 points, 5 rebounds. As per 36 is absolutely incredible. He would look like a starter in, in, in every facet of the game if he ran 36 minutes. Per the 36-minute log, it would be 16 and 8. The dude is obviously proven worthwhile for this team, and he's more than just proven himself to be a great player, but just a fantastic role player that's kind of stepped into the shoes and can play big when, I guess, when players are down. Like, it seems like when a Jalen Green is down or a Jabari Smith or a KPJ or even Alperin Shangun, KJ Martin makes it like almost like a person, makes it personal for himself to be like, all right, I'm the best player on the team. Like, or I'm either the best player on the team or I'm one of the best players on the team, and I'm going to show you why. Like, he almost makes it a personal mission for himself. Yeah, he's, you know what I mean? He's definitely shown that the past couple games, considering that Jalen, KPJ, LP was out one of the games as well. So, I mean, you know, in regards to all of that, KJ has certainly shown a knack of stepping up when players are off the court. And, I mean, you know, let's give him, definitely give him his flowers. Like, I'm all about that. Like, he's played so well. He's played so many games. <laughs> he's barely missed any games. Yeah. He's missed three games in the past two years. Yeah, he's I mean, an he's Iron Man. He's basically the Rockets' Iron Man. He is the Iron know? Man. Like seriously, he played seventy nine in year two, played all fifty one in year three, and he's just not showing any sort of signs of slowing down. He is there every game. Number six on your scorecards. Number one in your heart. He's always there. there. Very, That's the, the great thing our, about our him. Guy is very beloved, and you know, with, with, with the future of this team in terms of possibly building a winning culture. KJ Martin is certainly a guy that you would want on that roster when we do get to that level. Hopefully, cross your fingers, cross everything, you know, so that we can get there. You know what the best part also is, is that last night I saw a turn in him, a shift. 
in one spot in particular. Can you guess what it is? Defense? His defense. That's what I thought. His def- no, it was the team defense and his ability to cover on the switches, the ability to stay with his man, the ability to stay in front. It's OKC. Yeah, the joke is that, haha, OKC. Like the eternally rebuilding team. Not so much this year. They're three games under 500. They're a good team. Like, they are a good team. Shy Gilgis Alexander. They got a squad. Chet Holmgren's not even suited up. Yeah, that winning. is they're a winning good some games, team. Sure. Like, they're a really good team. So they're no slouch. And the fact that, you know, KJ Martin was able to step into their shoes and, and kind of, you know, punch him in the mouth, not just offensively through his cuts, through his dunks, but also emphatically on his defense, beyond just the blocks, beyond just the big plays because KJ Martin seems like he's very boot like I my opinion of him getting being in the season was that he's very boomer bust. You know, he goes for the boom, which is, you know, the big dunks, the big blocks, um, the big threes. Like he likes doing that. It's the little things that he was doing last night. The the diving for the ball, playing good defense, playing great team defense, the ability to switch, the ability to stay in front of the offensive player, switching onto a shy Gilgis Alexander. You know what I mean? Like switching onto these long wings and being able to stay in front. Like just doing those little things make like will not just improve the attitude of just the the team the totality of the team on defense but also encourages you as a player it, it empowers you it's what it should give you in terms of performing so i i hope that this continues i hope this is a promising trend but yeah i wanted to open this whole segment just by giving him his flowers i he purely deserves it and i do want to give flowers to the second player obviously and i think the gym knows who that is i want to oh, you open up the floor right now tari eason my God, get your lunch pail while you're at it, bro. Get your lunch pail. Get your get your get the blueprints out because my man is about to freaking dig some holes, man. Like seriously, he put the lunch pail out, junkyard dog type style, a game that would make Mario, Ellie, and Scottie Pippen proud. Tari Eason, give him his flowers one time. Drop the stat line one time Yo, for the people. Man. Tari Eason. Okay, let me say this: in 19 minutes of play last night, my man scored 20 points, had 13 rebounds. Three steals and two blocks. And also, let me say this, 12 of his 13 rebounds were on the offensive glass. That's already impressive in That's itself. That's insane. Uh, it's the most that a rookie has had on the offensive glass since like 1996-97, I believe. And he's done it with maybe the first or the second least amount of minutes. Who, who, who did that in 97? I don't remember. Do you know I, I, saw, I, saw, I saw a tweet. Can't be Garnett. No, 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 no. Not KG. It was some player that's... I don't even... Michael Olawakandi. I've, I've never heard of. Definitely not Michael Olawakandi. Man. But, you know, someone of obscurity. I don't remember. Michael Olawakandi. <laughs> the Joe Smith. Mike Dam... Eric Dampier. No, I don't know. Um, but Tari wow. Eason, man. Eric like, Dampier. There's only so much you can say in terms of his play. I mean, I don't want to go on to the, the rising star aspect of it all. But you can see that he played with a chip on his shoulder. And last night, he played with the incredible amount of hustle. Um, I mentioned this. I gave a whole paragraph to Tari Eason, if you didn't read my post-game article, on ApolloHOU.com. Nice plug. Um, Solid plug. Saw a lot of things. Like, you posted a lot. I I wrote about a lot of stuff, a lot of good, positive things about the game. And, you know, just make sure to tap in, read it, give me a shout-out. If you didn't like it, let me know. It's all good. No, um, no, don't be humble. You, you, write, you write great articles. Give, give it a listen. It's fantastic. He's really, like, my brother is, he's pounding out some of, the, like, some of the, in my opinion, some of the better articles. There's a lot of articles 
out there that does Rockets content, and my brother, in my opinion, does one of the best. I mean, outside of the fact that he doesn't, you know, we're not technically credentialed in the building. The fact that, I mean, if you're talking credentialed, my brother has the, probably the best articles out there that of someone that is not credentialed. So, well, thank you, Kenny. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but let me tell you this: I just got to thank you, Kenny. Thank you for giving me that love. I appreciate that. But back to Tari, you know, Tari deserves all that love as well. And I just loved the tenacity that he brought uh, at last night's game. And I think it's a big deal. It's a good way to showcase himself in terms of what he can bring to the table. Granted, he only played 19 minutes. He could have played more with the way he was producing. But, you know, they decided to close with not Tari. I forgot who they closed with. It might have been Jay Sean, but I don't really recall. I was watching the game, but it was like, you know, kind of where um, there's multiple things happening at once and you're trying to focus and there's a lot of other things happening. No, I mean, Tari got like, he had five or six offensive rebounds in one possession. Which one, is crazy. One possession. But, I mean, if you, you saw that box score, that line, you know, the I game mean, log. Yeah, we had to make a video insane. of that line. That line <laughs> deserved yeah. its own video. Yes, and shout out to the commish. If you don't follow him on Twitter at Summit Commish, you won't have a chance to see his video. Or a follow. No, out. actually, the bigger follows on the Instagram because that's where I actually I post more of like the like I'll. I'll take the quick clips and I'll post it on mm-hmm. Twitter, but like the actual like mixes, yeah, that's like cool, like, the like music, the reels, the cool reels. You got to give us a follow on the Instagram. Yeah, you got to go to which IG, we're continually man. gaining followers on there by the yeah, way. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I want to I want to hearken to Tari Eason, the way that he plays. Now this is where it kind of it gets a little dicey for me. Um, I don't want to get too high on him. I'm I'm this you know they call. They may call me a screw tightener to a degree, but I'll, I'll call myself a screw tightener in that sense because everyone's like gung ho and over the and like, you know, shouting on top of their lungs like, oh yeah, Tar Easton, this Tar Easton, that. Like, don't get me wrong, it was great. It was a fantastic game. It's just not like for me. Like, I was impressed, but at the same time, I'm like, I, like is like what is this? Like, is this normal? Is this the anomaly? Like. I've seen him botch so many layups during the season now at this point yeah. that it's it's kind of it hasn't really soured me on him, but at the same time it's just kind of like you you still got there's still a lot of and not even just a little bit a lot of kinks to work out. A lot of people think like oh Tari's better than Jabari already. I, I honestly don't think so. Like I don't think it's as discrepancies quite as large. Definitely not. I mean, as everybody you can, is, you can always say that you know Tari what I mean? has the hustle. Yeah, there's certain things that Tari does. Tari does well, Tari create well, well Tari in terms will, of what? Yeah, in comparison to Jabari, but overall the overall game and impact of the game, Jabari brings things in the sense that don't always impact the box score, like his defense and what he does on one on one defensive possessions. You know, like where he is having to guard the perimeter guy um, on the ball. He does such a great job on that, and his weak side help has been good. I mean, granted, there have been times where uh, he, him and Tari could have been bad, but everyone's been bad. So I mean, yeah, no, the, we, the, the totality of the season, yeah, has the been comparison aspect isn't fair to either. Player. No, no, that's the thing. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of people compare, and I hate that. People are like, "Oh, the 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 money pick was the guy that was in the mid round," and I'm like, "Really? We're calling that in 51 games into the first year of their entire careers? Okay." You know what I mean? Just like everyone's saying, Al P is the guy. He could very well be the guy since we're in year two now, which he's, is he's certainly a bigger, showed the most a, flashes. It's a bigger sample size, right? Absolutely. So I I could understand that to a degree, but I still think that's too early. You know, I, I'm just I'm just annoyed at the fact that everyone just kind of goes back and forth. But anyways, I, I did want to also give Tarius Flowers, who is the co-player of the game as well. He like, he did this all in 19 minutes. You know, he did it all in 19 minutes, and he's such a 
like a he's like the Tasmanian devil. Like oh, that's that's a, that's a great comparison. Yeah. The, the, Taz, uh, the, the Tasman, the Tasman. Yeah, here we go. You're coming up, trying yeah. to come up with a nickname right now, aren't you? Tarzman. Nope. Nope. I was like, <laughs> you're not going to do it because it it's happen. hard. It I was like, we happen. can't, we can't. The Tarzmanian. Eh, we can get the Tarzmanian devil. Touche. The Tarzman. Hey, you know what? We're gonna, we're gonna think about. We're gonna think on this. The Tarzmanian devil. But yeah, he just continually does well. He's getting better as the games are progressing. In he was the type of player I knew would get stronger as the year progressed. So he's he's trending upward. Um, I fully expect him to do better. I just need him to sink some layups, man. Like, that's it. Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the one major issue, yeah. the botching. I mean, granted, we had some Dacian Knicks botched layups last hey, night Hey, can well. we, hey, can we, no. Death taxes, Dacian Knicks botched Can we, layup. no, can we give, nope, nope. Take a step back, GM, right now for a second. Can we give Dacian Knicks some flowers? He actually played some lockdown D. He did, he on did. On Shy Gilders Alexander. And he about, hit a big layup down the stretch with a minute it. left in the that. game. I saw he, that. He actually... Dare I say, he actually, C-O-O-K-E-D, do you smell what the Dacian is cooking? Because he was cooking in ways that would make Charlie fall over. Yeah, shout out to our boy Charlie. Yeah, he just shout continually Charlie. supporting, man. He like, is the endless Dacian Nick supporter. It's the it's like that episode of, uh, you know, the episode where Corey was the only person in the world that thought he belonged with Topanga. He was like... He was like, okay, he was like, Sean, you know, you're giving up on this? Mm. It's like the last, the second to last... Uh, fan out there what, what is it uh, the second to last station Knicks fan he's like yeah I'm gonna give up and he goes alright thank you he's like it's gonna. he's like are, are you okay and then Charlie's like yeah I am it's an interesting feeling though he was like what to know that uh, there's no more fans out there to be the only man in the world who knows that there's at least one <laughs> <laughs> wow what, what, God, what a prophetic lie what a prophetic lie to yeah. me. I am all, all, I'm all about that would be that. Charlie <laughs> Wow. Adation Nix also deserves the flowers. I mean, he he mm-hmm. killed it. I thought he did really well. Botch layups, obviously, uh, aside. But in terms of being a starting point guard, probably one of his better games of the season. He performed, played mm-hmm. lockdown D, did his job. He seems to yeah, I, I, prefer okay. the style let, of play. Let me say this. Let me say this. Expecting him to do his job should be a bare minimum. I know. I will not. I'm not. I, I, know, I, I, I will, know. I will gaslight him a little bit and give him his flowers. His flower. I'm not even giving him multiple. Jeez Louise. But at the same time, uh, when you're meant to come off the bench and be that guy, this is an expectation. The performance like last night should not be something of where it's like, whoa, let's highlight it. No, it should be like that every game. If you're going to be getting the minutes like that, um, Ty Ty should have been taking him. But I will still give credit to Dacian Nix. I mean, he played very well last night. And good for him. You know, um... I feel like he really needed that. Not just the team needed it, but the, he needed it himself for the confidence. You know, he, his confidence is dwindling. A game like last night is certainly something that can help him in terms of the long run. Whether that long run is in Houston remains to be seen. You know, but who knows? Do yeah, you know we, no, we really will see. And that's the thing that it, it, it transitions perfectly to, to the next topic that I did want to discuss. Because this team has won three out of the last five games. Um, they're officially over five hundred in the really last won five three games. Of the last five? Mm-hmm. We've won three of the last five. That's crazy. Yeah, we won three of the last five. So we're technically we're really actually over five hundred right now in terms of the last five games. We're three, if this three is a five two. game series, we'd oh, be we on to the won. next round. We would have won game five against you know different teams, but nonetheless, we would we would have advanced. But in there is a repetitive nature here in regards to why this team is doing well, and I do want to talk about it, and I do want to spotlight it. And it is something that has. 
I mean, guys, honestly, if you're on Rockets Twitter, bless your heart, because there's a, there's a divide already, and let's just go ahead and further the divide while we're at it. The more cracks in the foundation, I don't know how much further down it can go, but apparently it can go down to the core of the earth, which is where we seem that where we're going. But I want to call it, you know, first of all, just the defense. I want to highlight that. I want to spotlight that. The defense has been insane. It's been great. It's been incredible. They gave up 106 points. It's so reminiscent of Memphis's uh, grit and grind defense, like like a grit and grind light. They're just really grinding out these possessions. That's on. fair because I really did like yeah. uh, seeing the grittiness last night. Exactly. They they really are presenting this new united front in terms of defense, but it's coinciding with two certain players that are not on the court, and that is Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. I know, because the grit and grind defense that's so reminiscent of the Memphis days and the current incarnation of this Rockets, it's exposing the defense of our original starting backcourt. That is Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. GM, I do want to open this up. Does Is this enough of a sample size to harken back to the point where this team's defense, is it truly better? without kpj and jalen on the floor i'm not this has nothing to do with offense let's remove offense from the equation entirely and just focus solely on the defense is the team better is the team's defense better without jalen green and kevin porter jr i'll say this the numbers suggest so that the numbers are better when jalen green and kevin porter jr are off the court in terms of defense um so technically you're not wrong in that sense where the team does play better when he is when, when they're not on the floor. Um, is the sample size fair? No, definitely not. I mean, but the thing about this is that the proof is in the pudding. If you've been watching the Rockets this season, Jalen Green has not been putting an effort on the defensive end, and it's greatly shown. But I mean, you know, with the way that the offense is run and the type of work that this man has to put into getting his shots on the offensive end, does he have the energy to bring it every possession of the defensive end? That's my issue there. Is it's like this. If Jalen were getting easier shots in the offensive end, with the help of his teammates, would he be able to put more effort on the defensive end? That remains to be seen. But at this point now, all we can see is what's in front of us. And what's in front of us is telling you that the team plays better defensively without them on the court. And it's not very fair to them, but you know when you think about what who they put on the court, the other options are there. Like LP isn't the best defender, but when you surround LP with plus defenders like a Jabari Smith Jr., Tari Eason, Jay Sean Tate, Eric Gordon, even a Dacian Nix for crying out loud, right? The team will perform better in terms of defense end because of the commitment to that end. And the way that the offense is run in terms of shots, you know, not everyone has to isolate like LP isolates, correct? And the thing about the NBA is that it's a perimeter, it's a perimeter uh, strong it's league. It's perimeter oriented, yeah. So, I mean, you know, like for Jalen uh, to be devil's advocate, it's like, can we really say it's all his fault? We don't know. I'm honestly, yeah, we're not calling it to be all his fault, but at oh, the man, same... Rockets Twitter is definitely... Well, okay, but like... We can't pin blame solely on him. It's still a team game, and it is a team defense-oriented game at the end of the day. Absolutely, absolutely. And he but just has to do his part. He just has to do his part, but I'm not seeing enough effort 
out of him and KPJ. You can control that. Yeah, the effort you have is, full control is over that. Definitely the issue. You can only control when a team is struggling like this. You have the full capacity of your own faculties. That's all you can do. That's all you can have. Your two, your your two limbs on your arms and the two limbs on your legs. Like that is what you can control. You can't control what the other four guys do. You can control what you do. That's an effort thing. So to go back to your question in terms of you're saying, well, can Jalen Green if they set him up better, will it be better? Will he play better on defense? I don't think so because of the fact that it's an effort thing. Period. James Harden was who was a high usage player in twenty, you know, twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen. After that mixtape video came out, he decided he was going to be a better defender. He put it in his heart that he knew he was like, well, I need to put more effort into this. And I'm still not the greatest defender in the world, and I don't see myself as the greatest defender in the world. I know I can at least try. And if I try, my guys will see it and they will know that I'm putting forth the effort. They see me putting forth the effort. That'll put that'll be the betterment of the team and it'll better the culture of the organization. <clears throat> Jalen Green has full control over that. He can do that. He's choosing not to do that. You cannot tell me he's, oh, he's too out of shape. He's too tired to do this. He's handling the ball. His usage isn't the same as James Harden's. When it was in when he was here in Houston... Yeah, I know we're still in year two, but Jalen, he gained weight. He's in better conditioning now. So I'm not going to give him as much of a pass in that sense. Yeah. Like he has to, he has full control of what he can do on his own. And I, if you don't put forth the effort, dude, there's been so many plays this season, the later stage of the stages of the season, where he'll just let plays go. And I'm like, Jalen, you got to at least try, dude. You got to at least try. You can't control what the other guys do. You can stay in front of your in front of your man. He doesn't even do that. So that's where I believe that. Right now, this current incarnation team, yes, defense is better without them on the court. Because at least all five guys are trying. That's the thing. Yeah. I mean, They're I, playing for something. I respect that. I mean, it just I'm just speaking in terms of uh his athleticism and his talent he brings to the table. He there's yeah. there's nothing where there's nothing that he cannot do on the defensive end. So you're right. But that's it's what I'm definitely saying. Definitely an it's effort all, thing. It's an it's effort, effort thing. thing. That's it. But also let's say this. What happened when Silas was gone? John Lucas held the players accountable. What did he do? He sat out KJ Martin, right? And what did KJ Martin do? He came back on fire the second half and played his ass off and helped the team win. Um, the thing about Silas is I see a lot of what happened with Kevin McHale. Not holding yeah, no, no. the better players accountable for yeah. their effort. And if you don't do that, you don't you don't do that, they won't take you seriously. And they can feel so like my issue lies there want, as yeah. well. I mean, it's all about motivating your players in the right way and pushing the buttons that help them go. Uh, it's it's so in my mind, it's like how can you help motivate Jalen, like isolate that, and help him find that fire to bring the effort on the defensive end? Can it happen? Absolutely. Will it happen? We don't know. But I don't, I, at this point in time, yeah. year two, he's. He just needs that slice of humble pie. A lot of young players need it. And he's right there. He is right there. Well, that's the thing. It's not just the Jalen Green. It's Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. It's the both of them, you know, together. You know what I mean? Like, it's, can they, like, I know what they can do offensively. We all know what they can do offensively. They can perform. We know how good they are. Mm. They're so good, like, as an offensive unit. They, you know, they don't exactly move like a machine, but we they know could. what they are. Well, we know how good they are individually. Mm-hmm. The issue I take with them is when they play defense. And like I said, I don't think it's a coincidence that we've won three out of our last five. 
based on the five guys that have been put on the court that are all willing to try and put forth 100% of effort on defense. I've mentioned this in the last two episodes, and I'm going to mention it for the third episode in a row. We have little room for error, little margin for error, where we can beat teams is in two facets, athleticism and hustle. And three out of our last five wins have been based on what? Athleticism and hustle. That's how we beat teams. And when you have five guys moving on a string that want to do the work, good results are going to happen like these past few games. But when you don't have the five guys on a string willing to willing to put, put in the effort, lately Jalen Green has not been putting forth the effort. Let's call a spade a spade here on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. They haven't performed. They haven't won. There's a reason why they went. They lost 13 in a row, and he played those games. Yeah, you gotta, you know what I mean. Like you, but after after lost seven or eight, I thought they, man, you know, like I, I you think something's got to change. change. Yeah. Something's got to change here. Mm-hmm. Maybe I need to change. Maybe I need to well, step I mean, that, that, up that, that, more. That, that, that's a maturity. You know what I mean? Thing. That's, that's what I'm saying. Thing. Like it is a maturity thing, and they're in you know, year two. And my, my being a little tough on them. Yeah, I'm being a little tough. Someone's got to be tough on them. Touche. Someone's got to be tough on them. I, I respect it. Someone's got to be tough. I respect on them. it. You know, they're I, really, they're really like. I don't want to call my boys too much. I yeah. love them. I love them. Don't get me wrong. I love KPJ. I love Jalen Green, but I don't want to call them my boys too much. Sometimes yeah. you got to whoop them in the ass every now and then. All, all the commission is asking for is a little bit of John Cena. Hustle, loyalty, respect, and a sprinkle of athleticism. Bring That's it to him. That's all I need, man. Bring it no, seriously. to him. That's all I need. <laughs> do, 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 do. The time is up. My time is now. There you go. John Cena's up here. You can't, time is you now. can't see me. It's the franchise where I'm shining now. You can't see me. My time is now. Man, what did I? I'm sorry. I did. I, I did not mean to uh, distract God, I and I still hot, knock your fall off. off. Money stack packed. I can't and talk the about John off. Cena, but you know, because I'm hunger and fighting, and I'm th- wait thunder on you chumps like I'm thunder and lightning. Yeah, you are thunder and lightning. Okay, all right. But you Let's know what? The thunder off. went down. Oh, that's sorry, true. Kid. Okay, wow. He had to make a wow. Boo. I do. You what do I better do. than that. You I can do, do what I that. do. GM, let's let's turn it over here. Um, I did want to spotlight this. We're getting towards the later parts of the episode, but I did want to spotlight this. Tari Eason's performance was so great, but it came on the heels of a snub of some sort. The Rising Stars game is featuring three very prominent Rockets, as it should. Alperin Shangoon, Jalen Green, Jabari Smith. Well-deserved. No questions asked. Those three absolutely deserve it. They've, I mean, even though Jabari's been struggling for, you know, a good portion of the season shooting-wise, he's still one of the best players, in my opinion, in the draft class. So he earned his spot. Tarison heard it. He heard the noise. He even made it a point, made an emphasis to make sure that, to tell the world at large that, you know, he's putting everybody on notice now. So the 20 and 13 performance seemed like, you know, it was kind of a, like a clap back at the rest of the NBA. Like, you should have put me in this position. You, sh- you should have put me in the Rising Stars game. I think it's very What did you fair. think? Is, think it, is that fair? Yeah, so I think it's very fair. I mean, the man has been performing. Um, I don't know. I didn't look at the full list of rookies, but they, maybe they might have put some rookies that are not performing as well as Tari. But, you know, at the end of the day, the NBA had to pick their players. You know, and all I can say for Tari is that if there is an injury that does occur, I think that game is something that the NBA can definitely look at. Because a lot of things about this is recency bias, man. And that's certainly something they can definitely um, bring in terms of, you know, finding a replacement. But I love the fact that he came out and played a strong game after that. 
as I think that's a big deal. It shows a lot about his motivation. It shows a lot about his character. And it shows a lot how he feels about himself. The man is confident. And he, he feels like he deserves that spot. And the fact that he showed out like that is a big deal, man. And it's it, a player like that that shows out in that aspect is a very good player to have in Houston. So shout out again to Tari, man. You know, like, I think that was a great performance, and I think he has every right to feel some type of way in terms of his snub. Like, you know, shout out, though, to what P, Jalen, and Jabari, man. I'm honestly a little shocked that Jabari made it. I'm not even going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. Really? Yeah. I don't know how I feel about this. In terms of his <laughs> performance, he's just he has not played very well uh in the last like what 10, 15, 20 games. Yeah. But you know, he's, he's maybe he hit it. maybe he hit a sophomore slump early his freshman year. Who knows? Jeez um, Louise. But I'm very happy for all of them that they did make it. LP is gonna put on a show. And then maybe I need it. I need it. Give me scoot. With Jalen and Jabari. If Alpi has his own team, that's all good. But I do want to see a Scoot Henderson playing with our guys. Even if he gets to play with Alpi, I would love to see that. Absolutely. But I, don't I think he'll play. Work. I think I still think he'll play. I think no, no, there's... Scoot's going to play. No, sorry, no, 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 sorry, sorry. I was, I was still, still thinking of Tari. Yeah, Scoot's going to play. I would, yeah, no, yeah. harkening back to what you're saying, but I was still thinking about Tari. Like, I need Tari to get in. I would love to see it. Yeah, if I it need does Tari happen, to get in. we'll see. I don't know. I will, we'll see, but. Man, fucking Scoot, dude. Jeez Louise. Scoot's gonna... And you know what the funny thing is? Is that I watch him fucking perform. Watch him perform. And everyone's gonna be like, Oh, man. Oh, Scoot might be the guy. Oh, shit. Scoot might be the guy. Like, oh, man. Look, look at this dog. Look at this dog that he's got in him. Oh, my goodness. Me and the GM are just gonna fucking go ham the second that this, uh, off, the second that this off season starts. There's a lot of, like, draft chatter. I think it was bad the last two years. <laughs> It's gonna oh, be even. Dude, it's it's, it's gonna horrible, be the man. absolute worst this year. Please listen to us and the five or six other Rockets podcasts that are all they're gonna talk about is draft stuff. Oh my goodness, I'm so looking forward to that. Tari Eason, at the end of the day, he's snubbed. He deserves his spot on the roster. I hope he gets his spot on the roster. It's very well deserved. He's earned it. And uh, I hope he finds his way in and continues to prove the doubters wrong. Let you know. The only way you can do it is keep putting your head down, get your, you know, get your lunch pail, get your get your shovel and start digging your holes, man. You know what I mean? Just start start going to work. That's all you can do. My man's just a blue collar construction blue worker collar. working in the 1940s. So that's know, all it is, man. Putting in that work. Make sure he's clocks in, clocks out, does what he does. Exactly. And we hope that he's going to make it. I'm pretty sure he's going to make it. I I can see these some of these players that are going to be nursing injuries, they're going to want to sit so maybe there that opens the door up. He's probably one of the first on the reserve, maybe even number one on the reserves waiting to get in. So I, I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see Jabari, Jalen, Alperin Shangun, maybe Tari Eason, future Rocket Scoot Henderson play. See, he doesn't pop over anything. He doesn't pop over anything. He just looked. He just glanced at me. Not even a pop. Anyways, so yeah, we're just gonna move on from that. But let's get ready to go home here. Look, we just wanted to take this kind of this episode to spotlight the last game. That they played, just really proud of this team and the way that they, they've been playing. It's been such a rough season. Like we've said in every episode that we've gotten wins or have done well. Um, celebrate the dubs when you get them because they're very few and far between. No, there so, you go. There you go. we got to you know celebrate I mean? it. Celebrate while you can. Celebrate while you can. GM, let's go ahead and go home here as our producer gives us the go-home cue here. Any last words to say here uh, before we go home and end the show? Man, um, the Rockets play Toronto tomorrow. Um, 
Like I said in the article, Toronto is reeling. There is dissension amongst the team. There is blame on the coaching, trade rumors, contract uh, rumors, you know, and it just all seems like that team might be going a little bit downhill. Um, even Shams Charania mentioned that uh, OG Ananobi and Pascal Siakam are two players that you really need to focus on at the deadline because there's a very strong possibility they could be moved, um, which I think is insane. But hey, now, if it it's cool, so let's cause chaos. I'm all about chaos. I'm here um, for the uh, chaos. I'm all about it. So, um, yeah, man, um, maybe we can get three in a row. Kenny, real quick prediction. Ooh. Is this in Toronto or in Houston? It's in Houston. It's in Houston? The rocket streak lives. I continue to stay positive. The rocket streak lives. Don't force sell. I That's popped, fine. I don't nope. That. Don't force pop. Don't for don't that. force pop now. I did give it force to me pop straight. I honestly thought you were going to say the streak was going to end. The Rockets streak. I thought will you were going to be Brock Lesnar. No, the streak will live. It will continue. Okay. Rockets will win. Oh man, this is, it's actually you're going to be a little surprised by my score. It's going to be 108, 105. Wow, pretty low scoring. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think it's going to be a okay. grinder. I think it's going to be a grinder. Win someone, by three. Someone from Toronto's gonna miss a three at the buzzer. Uh, Scotty Barnes. Um, God, I hope. <laughs> OG Ananobi, uh, Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Vliet. Who knows? Um, my thing. I'm gonna say this: the streak will end. Brock Lesnar will do his Undertaker job, and he will win, just like the Raptors will beat the Rockets. Um, I think the Rockets will lose. Um, one sixteen to one oh five. Um, I think it's going to be a little bit more of a blowout. I think Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Vliet are just too good. Um, I think that those guys will particularly eat tomorrow night. Um, we'll see if Jalen is even coming back. Who knows? Maybe they're sitting him out on purpose. They got to showcase the man, the resurgent Eric Gordon. We got to get him out of here. Get him out of here. Get him out of here, and let's get out of here while you give yes, the uh, final yes. plugs Absolute, to go home Absolutely. Here. Follow me on Twitter at JP underscore Mirabueno. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and TikTok at Summit, S-O-M-P-O-D. Follow us on Instagram where you can see Kenny's banger after banger after banger reels at Summit, state of mind underscore P-O-D. Follow the team, the family, the brothers at Apollo NBA and at Apollo HOU. Let me give a special shout out to our good friends over at SNT Pod. Make sure to follow them. Well, their Twitter is at SNT Pod. They're actually called Shots and Thoughts. If you actually want to listen to a podcast that doesn't have anything to do with basketball, they just recently did an episode about the Oscars. Um, I thought it was a very intriguing and fun episode. Love to listen to them. Um, they are an educational um, drinking uh, podcast using D20s because they love Dungeons and Dragons. So definitely give them a listen. Absolutely. And you can give me a follow as well at Summit Commission. Shout outs one time to the Apollo Podcast bros that continue to kill the game at Apollo Texans off the gridiron. Shout outs to them. They were there for the Dubuque Ryan's conference today. Uh, just absolutely killing it with their work. Give them a follow at Apollo Texans. Shout outs to the One Take Podcast that continue to kill it with Oscar season just around the corner. Uh, that's Dex at One Take Podcast that continue to kill it. Give them a follow. And once again, give a follow to BTD Beyond the Diamond with 
Dez and Brian Lalima continue to follow them. Just the crown jewel of everything and anything. Houston Astros, they continue to kill it. Uh, give us a follow if you already have it. I'm sure you have if you're giving us a listen by this point of the episode. So you definitely already have given us a follow. So let's get ready to go home here. And we end every episode with a sign-off that is only proper to the Houston Rockets culture and to Houston in general. And that is go Summit, go Apollo, and go Rockets. The Summit for, 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 for life.